0: It is Thursday, the 3rd of September, 2020. Please call 617 65 rip Call the show. Join in. It took me three seconds to set that up. I'm quite proud of the phone number. Why? Because I got a kick out of it. And it's my show. That and very little else. Episode number 35, the Andy Moog episode of Complaints and Observations.
1: The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe?
0: Andy Moog. There was a goalie, man. Andy Moog. Um, Tough go for the Bees. Essentially washed out after a stellar pre Rona regular season. Break came. Starting goalie got a little wonky, if you will. I'll be polite. Nobody really knows what the deal is there, but I'm sure it's half, you know, actual issue and half, you know, not a regular issue. So that's what I think. I I don't think he's just a pussy and didn't want to play. I think there's a little bit more to it than that, I'm sure we'll hear about it at some point, but the NHL is notorious for... Keeping a pretty tight lid on things like that. So we'll see. But I mean, look, no, no Rona. I'm convinced they, they make another finals run, but you know, what can you do? Everybody's in the same boat. Now I really think it would not shock me if the Islanders went and won the cup as much as it pains me to say, not that I have anything particularly against the Islanders, I really don't, I don't feel any, any way, you know, about them uh but it wouldn't surprise me because that team is fucking hot as hot as fucking balls as if balls were really hot um the Islanders are hot no real stars on the team Matt Barzell's very you know, he's pretty good but no real stars on that team uh but it's the fucking coach you don't see too many coaches in professional sports that have that sort of uh cachet Barry Trotts that dude. You know, he, uh, he wins the cup with the Caps and, and leaves. Like, hey, all right. See you later. And he took the Preds to the Predators to, uh, to the cup final one year. The thing that gets me, right? I don't like hearing people say that teams that, that'll win this year in the bubble are going to have an asterisk next to, uh, their, Their name. Now, I know I had said this previously on the show um, that, you know, this is what I thought that they would. I don't like it, though. That's my point. If anything, this is the hardest title to win ever. Because when you really break it down and think about it, players in both sports are just surrounded by the sport 24 seven. And you've heard it from guys who said they don't have the opportunity to just break away from it and decompress. So it's literally all basketball, all hockey all the time. That is, and it's clearly taking a toll on a lot of these guys. And like I said, you've heard it from a bunch of these players. So my guess is that by the end of this thing, you're going to hear a bunch of guys saying, how fucking hard it was for this to actually happen. So, ah, it's curious. It's one of those weird things that you don't really, you don't think about. You know, I mean, you think about it in some way that, you know, hey, these guys are in a bubble and they're doing nothing but playing their sport. For months, like the team that wins this thing Either one, they're going to have spent months in the bubble, which is crazy. The NBA did a good thing where they're allowing the players to bring their families in, but some players aren't. Jimmy Butler, apparently, is like, no, fuck no. I don't want my fucking kids here. This is a work trip. And I don't know if he actually said, fuck no, but he did say, yeah, this is a work trip. I wouldn't fuck with Jimmy Butler, no thanks. Anybody with that scraggly of a mustache, I really wish he would take care of it. Jason Tate in the same way, trim, trim it. You look like a, a a prepubescent boy. Growing his first mustache and it, you know, it takes off. So you start it at, at the beginning of puberty and then by the time you get, you know, th- halfway through it, it's turned into an unruly mess. I went through that last week. Ha ha ha, ha. Psh, psh. Puberty jokes, huh? Highbrow humor here on the show. Anyway, so I I didn't even have that on the script. I just kind of went off went off on a little tangent there, but no big deal. Uh, anyways, uh, what's up? Hope you're hope you're well. If you happen to be listening to my program, my guess is that you're not. But that's fine. It's okay. You can come here. It's a safe space for you. You can call the show now. I have a direct phone number. 617-65-RIPEM. Or if you're weird, 617 65 m. It was literally the first number uh, on Google's list. Google Voice, free service. It's only there for for this show. Or at least my number is only there for this show. Yes, Google invented Google Voice just for me. Thank you, Google. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I think, you know, the sound quality is not that great, but it is what it is. What I don't want it to be, I don't want it to turn into the fucking whiner line because it's immediately what I thought of when I decided to do it, but... I've heard too many complaints about uh, the, uh, the, the podcast host system, how it's not that good. So we're going to get less quality audio from the, the voicemails, but what can you do? The option to record the voice message through the, through the show app, uh, through the show whatever, uh, that's still available, just it doesn't want to work sometimes. I fucking played with it for way too long yesterday to try to get it to work, and it, sh- it wasn't working for me either. So what can you do? I don't know. Um, But yeah, that's good. So not much happening here. the The unemployment train rolls on. Yesterday I played like four hours of FIFA. Which was, you know, it's fine. It's a time killer. I should be doing any number of different things, but I can't wrap my fucking brain around pretty much anything at the moment. My brain is a mishmash of, of gobbledygook. I don't know what's going on. My brain is all over the place. I'm very stressed out at the move. Not the actual moving to a new house, but the physical moving of all the shit that's in this current house to the new house. Mainly because I cannot focus on just getting one room packed and set up at a time. I can't do it. My brain does not allow me to do it. And it's a shame. I really think that I'm losing my mind. Slowly. Um, I'm just, I'm forgetting things all over the place. It's awful. And I hate it. So I need to figure that out. You know, my overall general health is okay. Mental health, meh. Not so much. But that probably runs in the family. So what are you gonna to do? Uh, what else did I want to talk about? A few things. And then, uh, like I said, I have some uh, listener feedback that I want to share. I got an email from a former co-worker with an exceptional gripe that I'm going to use on Monday. So, Dave, if you're listening, thank you so much. Uh, outstanding. Love it. That's going to be in three gripes on Monday. So, little little show tease for you, huh? <laughs> um, but... A few things. So talking about the move again. One of the things that we're trying to do is get as much sort of done, taken care of uh, before we move into the house. So, you know, we ordered furniture, appliances, going to change some carpet out, a bunch of other things we need to do, paint, shit like that. So trying to find a handyman, essentially, to do, you know, all that shit. Not all that shit, but like... Install the dishwasher, the microwave. Shit that a normal adult male should probably be able to handle on his own. Or an an adult female, who knows, you know. Uh, But I'm not that person. I've never had to do any of those things. So I don't know how to do them. And I'm not going to start now. It's not fair to my wife who's looking forward to living in this house. So we're trying to find one person with some experience to do it. I made a phone call to a company uh, called Handyman Connection. Now, apparently it's a national company and they franchise this shit out uh, all over the country. And I called them and told them what, you know, all the shit that we needed done. And, um, you know, (laughs) and, and they're like, oh, hold on. Let me put you on hold to get that scheduled. Okay, I'm on hold for 15 minutes which is annoying in and of itself. Girl comes back and says I'm going to have to call you back because uh, this this schedule's not up to date. Okay, well what can what can I do? Can't do much about it. All right, thanks. So this was this was late in the afternoon, never heard back. This is probably Monday. Never heard back. So Tuesday rolls around, Probably noontime, still haven't heard. So I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I start calling some of these other places. I got a guy locked up. I heard back from Handyman Connection this morning saying, hey, did you want to schedule that project? I'm like, I I I talked to you on Monday and uh, never heard back. So I moved on. Oh, you did? Why'd you do that? Well, because today's Thursday, ma'am. And you know you said you were going to call back, you never did. And now you're calling asking me if I want to schedule. I, I did on Monday. Oh, well, I had to call and check the schedule. Yeah, you said that. You also said you were going to call me back. Now here it is 3 days later. That's not how this is supposed to work. Okay, thanks. Bye. That was the end of I mean, that was the whole call. Like, that company had the fucking balls to give me shitty service and then get mad at me because I went somewhere else? What the fuck is that? Piss off. Pound sand. Kick rocks. Going with another guy. Local guy. I'll gladly shout him out once the job is done. Because we are 0 for 1 thus far with handymen. We had another guy who shall remain nameless, because I'm not that kind of person, but holy fuck, did this guy, (laughs) this guy was not good. Not good. Nice enough fella, just not good at, I don't know, being a handyman. That went way too long, I didn't want to talk about a fucking handyman for that long. You know what I did want to mention, though? The... the trailer for the new James Bond movie is out. Holy fuck. This thing looks intense. Apparently, it's it's Daniel Craig's last go as James Bond. This character can live in perpetuity. Because, really, you can fucking make up anything. And the stories that they've done for the last 40 years with this... Probably longer. Fuck. For the last 40-plus years uh, of James Bond... I mean, the guy who wrote the books... I think he wrote, like, eight... And they've made about 30 movies or 20 some odd movies. I don't know. I didn't bother to look that far, but I've never been, I haven't bought in on the Daniel Craig Bond. Um like Timothy Dalton was terrible. Pierce Brosnan was okay. He was probably the closest they got to who I believe is the best bond, which was Sean Connery. Hands down. I mean, he was just that era of bond, the Connery bond, smooth as fuck, Liggy uh, literally, legally, legally, literally uh, shagging any woman with a pulse. And he got the fucking job done. The guy was just just cool as hell. He was cool. It's a good use of the word cool right there. Sean Connery Bond. I would love this made me laugh when I thought of this. I would love an alternative Bond film where he ends up with a raging case of syphilis. And the whole movie is him having to track down all the women he slept with in order to keep the infection at bay. (laughs) That guy fucked so many women is obviously going to be a problem somewhere. But that'd be pretty funny. He's got, he's got some, not, he doesn't have like AIDS or anything, you know, that horrible. I mean, look, syphilis from what I know and what I understand, it's pretty nasty. I mean, it's not AIDS. It's not HIV. It's just, it's gross more than anything. But I'd love to do a trailer for that movie. I'd record one. Rudimentary recording uh setup I have here. But you know, I can't do accents. It would just be funny, you know. The music playing Then there's James Bond. Darling, that full body rash you've got? That's from me, love. Ba da I would need a name for that. <laughs> oh, it's so nasty! James Bond in Painless Sore. Disgraced 007 agent James Bond, tracking down women that he may have infected with syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's kind of gross and weird, but that's, that's what, that's the shit that's keeping me from, you know, focusing on packing my house is thinking about James Bond with syphilis. Yeah. Anyways, you know what else is keeping me from packing my house? Fucking uh, David Blaine. Let's talk about David Blaine. I spent an hour and a half yesterday uh watching David blaine uh, attached to balloons and and going up twenty thousand odd feet in the air and then skydiving and the whole time i'm i'm honestly I'm waiting for him to like disappear I'm waiting for like you know, a malfunction to happen so that you know there can be some kind of weird illusion. David Blaine is an illusionist. I mean, this is a stunt. Two completely different things. I didn't. I didn't tune in for David Blaine stuntman. I tuned in for David Blaine illusionist. I wanted to see something weird happen. Come to find out, he just wanted to ride um, way up in the air in, in balloons. Yeah. All right. Well. Every story was like, David Blaine holds helium balloons. Well, no. He was strapped to the helium balloons. Harnessed, really. So, stop with that narrative. But I, you know, this is not the first time something like this has happened. So, my exhaustive research had me looking for other people that have attempted this. And there's been quite a few, actually. But the most interesting... And this is the part of the show where you learn something. So listen closely. It was 1980? Uh, 1982. 1982. A man named Larry Walters out in California. Lawn Chair Larry was his uh, nickname. Well, lawn chair Larry, this poor, poor bastard. Here's a guy, he just, he wanted to be an Air Force pilot, but he couldn't, because poor eyesight. Well, Larry's a child, apparently uh, got the idea to, uh, you know, to to use helium balloons to, to get up in the sky. So he waited, apparently, until his early 30s to try this out. And uh, him and his girlfriend purchased 45 large weather balloons and then tied them or connected them somehow to a lawn chair. He sat in the lawn chair with uh, a CB radio, a sandwich, and some beer and took off. This fucking guy got up to like 16,000 feet. Balloon strapped to a fucking lawn chair. Which are pretty cool. He ended up in in uh, public airspace. He had a uh, he was communicating with his with his friends on the ground or his you know supporters or someone that he had set up with, and they had to communicate to the airport what this was. It was a guy in a lawn chair strapped to balloons, sixteen thousand feet. So it was like public airspace, and it was close to an airport. Once he landed, he had his, uh, 15 minutes of fame, decided to quit his job to got into like public speaking somehow. Um, he was on the tonight show. He was in a commercial, but it didn't really amount to much after that. Uh, him and his girlfriend, the one that supported him, they ended up breaking up, couldn't hold a job. He was basically destitute. He was a volunteer park ranger. And in 1993, this poor guy, at the end of his rope, apparently he started reading the Bible, which probably didn't help much, but um, went to his favorite spot in this uh, this park that he was a volunteer ranger and shot himself. Awful, isn't it? And then here's David Blaine with all of his fucking money. I tried to find out what the budget and the cost of this was because I'm sure it was astronomical. I'm wondering how much YouTube gave him to do this. I'm very curious to know. But it's not even that. Honestly, I thought about it, and I thought, it's not really that impressive. I mean, it is. Look, it's impressive. A guy tied to balloons went up 20,000 feet and then cut himself and skydived. And didn't cut himself, but cut himself loose and skydive. That's impressive. But, you know, again, I was waiting for the illusion from the illusionist. I'd be more impressed if fucking Steve-O tied himself to some balloons and went up 20,000 feet and did fucking skydived. Wonder why? Because Steve-O's a crazy person. And that's the kind of shit you expect from Steve-O. I expected more from David Blaine. You know, the fucking thing exploded, and then next thing you know, he's on the ground. Shit like that's what I was waiting for. So, you know, then there was other things, that, like Felix Baumgartner, the dude who went up basically to the edge of the stratosphere and then jumped off. That was in 2012, by the way. That was fucking eight years ago. I was surprised. But again, my, my exhaustive research led me to, there was someone who actually went higher than Felix Baumgartner in the uh, Red Bull balloon. This, this dude, he was 57. He's a 57-year-old computer scientist named Alan Eustace. He went up in a gas-powered balloon up to 136,000 feet. And then he fucking skydived from there. It took four minutes and 22 seconds. And he reached speeds at one point. Top speed, 822 miles per hour. Holy fuck. He's not even like a a daredevil guy. He was just this fucking old, you know, computer dork. Dork? Dirk? Computer dork that worked at Google. And he... That's fucking bananas. So I guess... His record and uh, Baumgartner's record are different because of the way that they, the parachute they used, I guess. I don't know. I didn't, my exhaustive research was only so exhausting that I did not want to dig into the types of parachute that they used. So that's where I ended my research. But it seems that Mr. Blaine set some sort of Guinness World Record which set me off on another thing. Who the fuck still cares about Guinness World Records? That's still a thing. It's just weird people doing weird shit. For two minutes of fame. David Blaine does weird shit all the time. And he'll continue to do weird shit until the day he dies. And then when he does die, people won't think he's actually dead. Because that's the gag. But I've always found that the... Guinness Book Record thing. All very strange. Nancy Pelosi is a moron. I'm sure that's not a... Uh, you know, hot take, if you will, but... It, you know, she has to understand that any misstep at all is going to get blown up to monumental, you know, uh, size here. So to go to a salon when the, you know, most of California is still dealing with this thing. The businesses are closed. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, bullshit involved with businesses there. So you look like a fucking idiot. And it just amplifies the fact that you're an out-of-touch doofus. It's really, it's the only way I can fucking put it. You're a fucking doofus. And that's the problem with politicians is that they're just so fucking dumb. The common sense that these people have is fucking nil. Nil. And I don't want to lump them all into the same fucking pile. I, I can't do that. It's irresponsible. So I'm not going to, but a majority of them. Are just dummies. And she is at the top of the fucking list. Like, you're, you're, yeah. I, I can't even really fucking get into it because it just makes me sad. But this thing with the, with the salon, you're, you're going to come out and say that she was set up. And you know what? She, she probably was, but. You put yourself in this position. There is no one to blame but yourself. Had she come out and said, you know what? Yep, I fucked up. And then left it at that. Then, you know, you just would have had the right screaming about her constantly, which whatever. That's what they do. That's their thing. But to come out and say, oh, I was set up. Can't believe the salon would do that. It just makes you, like, there's no reason for you to play the fucking victim there. You went to get your hair cut. Great. Look, I would do the same fucking thing, okay? But I'm not the fucking Speaker of the House. So I, you know. And the de facto leader of the Democrats, which just makes it that much worse. Like, of all the time to be fucking messing around with with dumb shit like that now is not the fucking best time let your fucking hair grow a little bit it's only a few months okay just let it fucking be please have someone come to your office have someone come to your house don't go to the fucking salon don't be stupid again it's just common sense and the These, a lot of these fucking crotchety old Democrats think that the world revolves around them. They're the fucking worst. Her and Schumer at the top of the fucking list, and these assholes are making it difficult for for actual progressives within the party to make any sort of headway at all. But again, we're politically agnostic here at Complaints and Observations, so that's the end of my rant. Fucking stupid ass Nancy Pelosi. Stop being stupid. She'd be better off just not saying anything at all. Zip it. Say nothing for the next fucking two months. I don't want to hear a fucking word out of her mouth, out of Chuck Schumer's mouth. Say fucking nothing. You're better off. You're not fucking involved right now. You've already fucked up enough. Stop fucking up more. Man, I fucking hate them. Frustrating. Anyways. Listener voicemails. I want to play this one first. We'll start with this one.
1: Oh, is this thing real? Because uh, you're going to have to change that uh, that Google intro. Um, oh. All right, well, good luck with this. Bye. Yeah, I don't get it.
0: That was... uh. Previously loyal listener Jeff Who was questioning the um, Validity Of 61765 Rip'em For some weird reason I don't understand I got another call uh, Shortly after What the hell are you talking about Jeff? Is this thing real? Yeah of course, it's real. Gonna have to change that Google intro. What's the problem? I don't see the issue. I call back and, and let me know. Yeah, I still don't get it. That last caller was 100% correct. I don't see the problem. I'm very confused. He seemed um, very taken aback by that for some weird reason. I don't understand. Well, we'll find out, won't we? Perhaps I will have uh, an update on Monday's program. I'm not sure. But, uh, now comes the least popular segment of the show. It is time for the Lock of the Week. We've moved on from uh, Jackie Paley Jr. uh, JPJ with his 15 fighter parlay last week uh, just no good not good at all um, I really wish I'd kept track of that uh, but I knew from the jump that it was gonna be an ill-fated wager <clears throat> um, but I have I, I think I'm going to use the uh, the blog on the website finally and keep track of the lock of the week picks um, but j. p. j has been replaced um we have a new sharp on the show um Scott banksley so let's get to lock of the week. It's time for
1: the lock of the week hey compton for here. This week, I got some hot tips for you on the PGA Tour for the final event in the Top 30. So here we go. What I love this week is Tony Finau, Top 10 finish. I got it at one unit at plus 190. So he starts off at minus two for the tournament. However, he comes in guns blazing, fire among, among Brimstone, and this guy's just a man. Take him. Get paid. The win, I got two bets here going on. I like Justin Thomas at plus 520. He starts off at minus 7 of the tournament. Justin Thomas has been playing great golf. Take him. Also, as a small hedge, I also took Justin Johnson to win. He's a clear favorite. He starts off the tournament at minus 10. He's at plus 200. So I got half a unit on him and Justin Thomas to straight-out win. All right, guys. That's it. It's better than a fourteen-team parlay from that fraud, Jackie Paisley Jr. Don't listen to that bomb. Peace.
0: So good start with uh, Banksley, providing 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 some uh, lock of the week material. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Scott. Uh, to recap, he likes uh, Tony Fino to finish in the top ten at plus one ninety. Uh, and then he has Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson uh, to win. Dustin Johnson at plus 200. Justin Thomas at plus 520. Uh, I'm not feeling... I don't, I don't hate Tony Fino. I like that bet more than his other uh, two bets. So um, I, was, I was in on Webb Simpson... At the PGA Championship, and he fucked me sideways. But he took last week off. He only lost one stroke in the uh, in the playoff, so I think he comes out this week and plays well. And the the sharps seem to be on my side. His number to win is is plus nine ten, which is weird. Which tells me that uh, the line has moved a bit. Um, But there's no, there's very, very little value in him uh, as a top five finish. He's only at plus 110. And then there's no value uh, in a top 10 finish for him. He's at minus 360. So the Sharps uh, seem to think that he's going to play well. May not win it, but he, but he's going to play well. So, you know, I think him, you know, putting a unit or two on him to finish in the top five is a decent bet. It's, you know, essentially even money. Um, I may put a unit on him to win. He leads the tour in scoring average and the guy doesn't win. It's fucking weird. I think we've seen the peak for Dustin Johnson. He's just been so good for the last month that I, I don't see him keeping this up. Which tells me that I'm probably dead wrong and he's going to fucking run away with this thing. Um, but, you know, as you heard Scott say, he does have a two-stroke lead, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um. But I think I think my picks this week, this weekend, I'm gonna do uh, Harris English again. Top ten finish at plus one thirty five. Uh, Daniel Berger. Oh, do I want to? Daniel Berger to win is plus twenty five hundred. That could be the long shot of the week to win. I don't know, but I think uh, Webb Simpson top five. I'll, I'm gonna you know put a unit on that plus one ten. Harris English top ten plus one thirty five. Uh, long shot of the week: Daniel Berger plus twenty five hundred. And Then I might put a unit or a half unit on Webb Simpson uh, to win at plus nine ten. Uh, fucking landscapers are here. These fucking shitheads. You know, there's no consistency with these people whatsoever. They showed up Friday morning, last Friday, at like quarter of eight. Now they're here, you know, Thursday. Usually they're here in the morning. It's currently 1230, and they're here mowing the non-existent lawn. It's fucking dirt, basically, in the backyard. It's been so fucking dry. Anyway, complaining, first world problem. And that's what condo fees get you, you know, shitty landscapers. So I'll have a recap uh, posted this afternoon for lock of the week for the PGA uh, tour championship. Now uh, this weekend, the final event in the FedEx cup playoff, someone is going to win 15 million doll hairs. It's a lot of fucking clams. You know what I mean? Uh, I enjoy the lock of the week segment. I think it's fun. It's a nice little sidebar. My show is about nothing. I mean, this is the problem with the podcast. This is why I can't draw listeners, is because I'm all over the fucking place. And again, as I've said before, uh, you know, the goal is to have a lot of episodes recorded in the can, uh, and then start, uh, you know, trying to find guests and getting, you know, begging people to be on my uh, um, show where that nobody listens to. Uh, And see how how that can go. I really think that this could work. And again, I I, um, extend myself to my uh, very meager listening audience. And I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for taking time out of your day uh, to listen to me spew garbage. Uh, It really, it means a lot to me. Um, And I thank you. And I ask uh, again, uh, if you want to be on the show, let me know. There's no way I would say no. And I think, like I've said before, it'll be much easier once we move into uh, the new location. And um, I think it'll be fun. It'll be good. Uh, And if you have any ideas for people that you would like to be on the show, obviously, let's not shoot for the fucking moon here. You know, if there's something you want to learn about, something that you want to talk about, I'm all ears. Believe me, this is a... Uh, it's a democracy, this program. Not really, I shouldn't say that. It's a dictatorship. It's my fucking show. But um, yeah, I, I'd love some ideas. I'd love to to hear from you guys. Uh, don't be shy, please. 617 65 Rip 'em. Give me a call. Leave a voicemail. It'll be it'll be fun. It's a fun show. I don't, you know. I, I think it's 40 minutes a couple times a week. Uh, background noise for you, you know, and occasionally you might get a laugh, you might learn something. That's the whole goal. But uh, let me know what you think. I'd, I'd love feedback, it's uh, very helpful. So uh, that's it for the Thursday edition of the show. Um, again, the Twitter page at ComplaintsPod, Instagram at ComplaintsPod. Uh, I do have a Facebook page with Fox Facebook. I do have a YouTube page uh, that I don't do anything with. Uh, Showmail at ComplaintsAndObservations.com There is a blog at ComplaintsAndObservations.com Check it out. I will have the Lock of the Week segment up there. Uh, The picks will be there. We'll do a little recap blog on Monday as well to show you how we did. Uh, It'll be fun. It'll be good. And uh, football season... Football is a week away, one week. Let's get fucking excited. I wanted to do a, a fantasy preview, but I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe we'll do a football gambling preview next week. I got to talk to the uh, my two degenerate friends and see if we can set something up. I think that'd be fun. Um, make it a bonus episode so that it's you know because you know soccer starts in a couple weeks and I want to do a soccer episode, but it's like oh nobody likes fucking soccer. Way shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, that's it. Listen, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Please tell your friends it would mean the world to me. Um, take care of yourself, take care of each other, Godspeed. Ta ta.